What does it mean to be a vulnerable Christian man? Walking through life weak and powerless is not what Jesus had in mind for us. It's time to fight. It's time to get comfortable being uncomfortable. We are OB, Sean, Brandon, and Shane, and this is The Uncomfortable Hello, Truth. Hello, and welcome back to The Uncomfortable Truth. We were, if you watched the last, or listened, either one, to the last episode of the show, my family and I were in Oklahoma City for a softball tournament, and we rented an Airbnb. If you know anything about Oklahoma City, or Oklahoma in general, as far as the weather goes, you're going to understand what I'm talking about, but... Rolled in, uh, got checked in or whatever, went in the house and went through the house to open the garage to start loading all our stuff in, which, by the way, is also another uncomfortable process when you're taking kids on a trip anywhere <laughs> for, hey, we could talk about that for a long time, but this, that's not where I'm going with this. When I open the garage, the light comes in to the garage so you can see what's in there. There's a storm shelter built into the garage, and... uh I, if I was a cat, I'd be a curious dead one because I just <laughs> he just exhausted. I could his not. Lives. Yeah, I could not quit thinking about the storm shelter. The lid for it it was covered. Okay, it was a, a metal cover, and the lid for it was probably four foot by seven feet. Okay, maybe eight feet. So pretty big. Maybe maybe three by seven. Okay. Okay. That's just the that's just the. The lid. The door. The the, door. About the size of an actual door. Yes. And the way to get in was you slid half of that door back. So the actual entrance was half of that size. So we got all our, I at least waited until we got all our stuff in so I wouldn't get in trouble. And I just couldn't, I just wanted to see how big this thing was. Couldn't help it. So we get all our stuff in and I walk back outside and I, let me go back. When we stay places, everybody stays in the same place. We always get Airbnb that's big enough for the entire family. And that was my family, which is five, my mother-in-law, and my mother and father. So we're at eight people. So I go out and I slide this thing back, and I'm like, whoa, this is may not be big enough for all eight. Because it was only that big, and the stairs was half of it. Okay. So my, my next thought was, well, who, who's not going to make it? <laughs> <laughs> Who misbehaved on the trip down? It was uh, uncomfortable. Everybody was pretty dang good. Uh-huh. Did, you the, did you let the kids know that they were out of luck? <laughs> Man, I just started going through, well, I'm probably going to be the one like sitting on the stairs right under the lid. I was I, laying I, on top I, I of everybody. I the one letting my kids know. Like I'm like, hey, I'm sorry. Daddy, Owen, I need you to stay out and hold the door down <laughs> yeah. so that it doesn't get any of us. Come back and give us updates if the weather's getting worse. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> my buddy Justin said the last time that they were there, he said, they, so they were at this tournament three or four years ago, five years ago, I don't know. And they get to the ballpark in sunny, uh, perfect weather, and everybody's running out. And they're like, they finally catch somebody like, what are y'all doing? They said, tornadoes are coming. And he's looking around. He's like, this is beautiful. <laughs> like, what is going on? <laughs> but I better follow them. Right. <laughs> so anyways. A little, a little uncomfortable thinking of uh, just who you're going to sacrifice. Yeah, who's going who's gonna to be the one that holds the door? That's who's right. up? <laughs> yeah. Brandon, will you open us up in prayer? Yeah, I was just joking, by the way. I wouldn't make it my kids. No, you so, would, you'd you'd no. be the one out. Yeah, no doubt. But it's funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Dear Heavenly Father, we love you. Thank you for the gift of laughter, Lord. Thank you that, uh, you know, you, 
you created that in us to be able to have that. And, uh, you know, it's, it's good to laugh and it's good to rejoice and fellowship in you, Lord. Lord, let this time be a blessing. Uh, let there be laughs that uh, point uh, people to your, your light, Lord. And uh, let us be the hands and feet. And as uh, Solomon, Solomon says at the end of Ecclesiastes, you know, at the end of the day, all that matters is knowing you and sharing you. So uh, let us do, do that to the best of our ability through the gifts you've given us. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. So this is a sermon that I heard a couple weeks ago by Dr. Doyle Dykes, our preacher at our church right now. Awesome dude, preaches the word, very actionable advice. Uh, Obi goes to church where I go to church. Um, this guy's our interim pastor, uh, but just uh, you can tell he's just filled with the Holy Spirit. So it's uh, it's easy to take some of his sermons and kind of translate them into you know what what we got from them, and then recipro- reciprocate that out. So Mark four one through twenty, Jesus tells a parable of the sower. And he's just talking about um, throwing seeds out on fertile ground, basically, or rocky soil or whatever to get a, to get a good return. And then he, he goes into uh, verse 10 and after and kind of explains the purpose of the parable. Um, what I want to talk about today is just a very short part of that verse. Verse 3, as he's getting into a large... So, Verse 1 starts out, large crowd gathered, a bunch of people out by the sea. Um, they're all sitting there, and they're waiting for Jesus to start talking. Maybe he was already teaching, but they're, they're waiting for this, and he starts to come out with this parable. And verse 3 says, listen, behold. And then he goes into his parable. What is the, guys, what is the greatest resource kind of an open-ended question, but what's the greatest resource that we have on this earth? Our resource? Yeah. Is it money? Or would you say time? Yeah, I would say time. Time is very limited. Um, time is probably the most valuable thing that, that we have. But taking that a bit further, is it's not just time. It's our attention. Right, because it, our attention is attached to our time, and if our time is without attention towards others, I already feel this like hitting me in the face. <laughs> Did you hear? Were you there that day for this sermon? I think so. Okay, I think so. This Nobody's is just like I didn't really want to go through that sermon again <laughs> in less than a month. Man, yeah. Well, it's hard for me because <laughs> that'd be once a year, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> We have time. God has gifted us the resource of time to to do his work. And we'll say that time is our greatest resource, but we'll say that with a lack of attention. I do. And I'm I'm so daggum distracted sitting out at uh the ball fields uh for the you know, we had two games a day, two or three games a day for three days in a row. And I just kinda I would sit my phone, I'd put it in a bag, in a purse, leave it in my chair. And just talk to people. And I, I feel anxious sometimes throughout the day. Just, I think it's uh, of what's coming. What's, what's that next text going to be? Who's going to call me? What problem do I have to solve next? Yeah, without a doubt. I'm right there with you. And when I set the phone down and was actually able to engage in, in positive relationships throughout the weekend and give people my attention, 
and receive their attention in return. There's just a feeling of this is where I'm supposed to be. This is where my mind's supposed to be. Not distracted, not trying to do 18 things at once because it's been proven you you can't, you can't multitask. You just can't do it. Uh, your brain can't do it. Some people are just better at switching back and forth. But the purpose of the sermon was how, what is the right way to receive God's word? And so we have to be, and, and, and it goes through this in, in Mark 4, 1 through 20, we have to be attentive and actively listen to the word of God. So practically the way I took that in church was I have this thing, right, and I have this thing. Okay, this thing is not connected to the internet. This is just a notepad. This thing is connected. And so there's so many ways I can get distracted with this. Okay, and I have my Bible too. Okay, so that that goes to the side. I got to put it down or leave it in my truck when I go to church in, in life sometimes. And I need to sit there and actively read and comprehend the Word of God. What you're hearing. Right. Another thing that he talked about was memorizing God's Word. Oh, man. Mm. Psalms 1-2 summed up says meditate on the Word of God. I've heard my wife, and, I, and I've done this on occasion, when we're going through something, just start spitfiring the Word of God. <laughs> and I don't think it's something, it's not something that's planned, but she's read it so much that it just comes out in times of, in times of need. And she lets it. Yeah. And it, and it, it gives you the, it equips you with the power of the Holy Spirit that you need to overcome those moments. And, and when you have it memorized, and I think this is a little bit of what Pastor Doc said in that moment, and he's like, you're equipped. And if you don't know it, you're not equipped. And, and he's like, you got, you got to know this you got to know what God tells us. You know, you got to know what Jesus says in these moments. You have to, and then you have to immediately go to it in your memory whenever you need it. And, yeah. And, and, and basically, uh, that's, that's what I took from that. You know, it's just like I'm either equipped or I'm not, you know. Yeah. So the thing that jumps out at me there is two things. You know, storm of, of God, okay? So in any sport – you have certain equipment, okay, that you have to have to play. Now, varying levels of how how high of a quality it is, but the reality is, is you got to have it. And the ones who are the most prepared from practice could probably succeed, no matter how good or how bad the equipment is. There's Fair. a key yeah. point in there. Yeah. So, I just had this. This is our next T-shirt, I think. I just had a vision of who grew up watching a uh, He-Man. Oh yeah. yeah. And he shield. puts his sword and the sword. shield up, and he goes, by the power invested in me or something like that. <laughs> okay, now, obviously, I'm talking about the Lord. Yes, not the, whole, the not power even, of the yeah, universe. Not the power of the universe. <laughs> but and the lightning the reality is, is that he, man, <laughs> we have the armor, and we get to choose because God gave us a brain. God gave us the ability to know time. God gave us the ability to communicate. 
and to be convicted by the Holy Spirit. He also gave us ability, like your wife, to memorize so that when it's time to play ball, when that opponent's coming at me, trying to strike me out or tackle me or, you know, whatever sport you want to use, I've got the resources, I've got the equipment, I've got the tools. And it's not surprising as believers, we don't know what to do if we're not in the Word. Because literally, that Bible is the playbook. It's the playbook. For whatever sport we're in, in the world of sharing Jesus. And we're in the sport of life. Yep. And the life playbook is the Bible. And yeah. like, like you said, Shane, like Pastor Dyke says, know it. Were you convicted yeah. about leaving that out of the service? I, well, actually, my big brother had an influence on me. <laughs> I remember, I think Leah said, I don't know if you I was wondering me. if you were there or not. I was Leah's, about to tell that story. Leah said that you started leaving your phone in the truck. And I don't know why I take it in. I don't need it. I have my note taker and my Bible. Yep. And all my peoples are there. Uh-huh. You know, so There's like no. My only excuse is um, at, we've got little ones in other other places yeah. and literally in the the service has screens and if for some reason your little one needs you or they need you it comes up on this on the screen and dings your phone yeah do you know that uh like the bigger churches used before like cell phones were big they used to give you like a pager or something like one of those little yeah. restaurant things. i went to a church early in lee and i's marriage that you yeah. got like a little Major. Something that buzzed. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And really and truly, that didn't, I like that now. Yes. Let me tell you the beauty of marriage. I'll tell you that story real quick because Leah did tell you that. I used to take my phone into church and let me just call myself out. I would be looking at fantasy football. I've never done that. <laughs> oh, it's, oh, it's, I've okay. never done it's that. It's just me. Yeah. It's I've just never, me. I've never, yeah. ever, ever, so, ever done that. This was years ago. And I. Leah would mention it on occasion, and if you have, you know, I know your guys' wives, but they don't always come at you straight ahead because that's how men solve problems. They see a nail and they hit it with a hammer, and that's not always the best way to go. They come at you from the side, and they start jigsawing out by praying that nail that needs to disappear, you know, or whatever, you know, and they keep working towards it. So I finally allow the conviction that's been going on through the Holy Spirit, and I, nine times out of ten when I go into church, or at least way more often than I used to, especially on Sundays. Leave it in the car. Don't even leave the house with it. Because Leah can have her phone with her and not be distracted. So if there's an emergency, she's got her phone, you know, whoever needs us. And she then tells us that. She goes, well, I, be, I was praying for Brandon about that forever. <laughs> and I'm like, women are just better at uh, switching gears. Yeah. They're better at being, at least the ones I know, yeah. are better at being in the moment they need to be in. Even if their phone's dinging. If mine's dinging, I'm like, <laughs> you know, it takes 23 minutes. If you're if you're doing something, it's 23 to 28 minutes. If you're doing something and then you get distracted to fully get back on task. I live it every day. That's on, I guess, on average. It's average on average, time. yeah. It takes me four hours. <laughs> There's always outliers that bring the, the average I tell you that if I'm locked in, though, and nothing is distracting me, I can get four hours of work done in 30 minutes. Right, right. But I'm never, like, 1% of my time I'm locked in. I have to get better about that. And I think that ties into what we're talking about here is, like, giving something. 
my full attention and not letting the distractions of everything else that we, and we have a lot going on. Everybody does. Yeah. And so how do you live day to day life by focusing on one task at a time? And then prioritizing those things that need your attention. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, that's, uh, you know, if you, if you want to get some conviction going up in here, you know, I mean, what are, what are we, those, those times where we are dialed in, is it dialed into the right thing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, are we dialed into memorizing scripture? Mm-hmm. Are we dialed into, um, you know, growing our relationship with the Lord? Are we dialed into making sure that we're investing our time and not just our time, but our attentiveness in our children? Um, because that's where he hit me in the face with this. You know, I, I, I mean, I, I'll tell him myself, you know, I mean, I, I get, I get home from work and all day long, I'm pretty dialed in. Yeah. You know, uh, from the time that I step foot, well, I'm, I'm working. My schedule is, you know, you and I will work out in the morning, you know, I'll, I'll from then until about nine 30, I'm working on my phone. I'm getting things lined up. Um, I'm, I'm doing things that I can do outside the office, but I'm still haven't necessarily left. The second that I step outside the door, my gear changes and I'm in, I'm about to see how much I can get done. Yeah. And, and I, and I want to, I want to accomplish it. I'm not worried about the, the time, the amount of time I'm worried about the amount that I accomplished. Does that make sense? Yes. Mm-hmm. And 100%. so, and so, um, you know, whenever, and, and I'm, and I'm not that person who feels like I need to, I, I'm not the person that feels like I, I have to be at the office until six o'clock. Yeah. I'm the person that thinks I don't have to be at the office at six o'clock because I'm about to accomplish what, takes most people until six o'clock to accomplish by three, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and so then I get home and I was dialed in so much, you know, just, just moving and shaking for six hours or six, six or whatever it is. And then I get home and it's like, okay, I'm just gonna sit on the front porch and rock in the rocking chair. I'm going to go inside and watch some Netflix or I'm going to, um, get on Facebook or, and my kids all the while are in the other room. Dad, watch this, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I'll watch in a minute, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I'm really busy. Yeah. Can we go dad? Come swim. Let's play a game. Let's, you know, and, 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 and I, I'm just feel so thinking about it and it coming out of my mouth right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm feel like mm-hmm. such a failure, you know, as a yeah. father from, from that standpoint, because I'm like, you know, you're more concerned about your success talking to myself. You felt really accomplished yes. for the day for work. Yeah. You, and you deserve, I'm, I'm saying this because I know I feel the same way. You deserve a few minutes of solitarity, solidarity or whatever, solitude. Right. And, 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 and yeah. And you think that, and I feel that way. And, uh, all the while my wife in the background is steady running the whole show while I'm sitting there watching the Netflix show. And yeah, she sometimes, and, and 
for good reason is like you're gonna come in here and hang out uh, with the family uh, sometime you know and i'm like you get those cues that are not saying what they could be saying but saying what needs to be said that's exactly right hey you're gonna sit here by us the first one may be a pot banging on the stove or something <laughs> a little louder than it should be it, it, listen most guys don't pick those cues up if you do you're you're dang good you're good yeah uh, you might even you, better if you, you don't might. have to get them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you maybe maybe on day three, you know, of the yeah. pot banging. Uh, yeah. But I tell you, it's it's uh, we don't go three days with a pot banging. Yeah, we go an hour or two. Exactly. No, I'm kidding. Well, I, I'm just saying it's 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 one of those things where time is our absolute greatest resource, and I just think that you bringing this up is is a. It, we need to be constantly reminded about the things that not just we're spending time on, but how our attention, how our attentiveness is being spent in those moments of time. Mm-hmm. And are are we attentive to our children's needs? Are we attentive to our wives' needs? Are we attent? You know, or are we just worried about ours? Yeah. You know, and oh, we make the excuse of oh, well, I'm doing this for y'all. I'm, doing, mm-hmm. I'm 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 working this hard so that I can provide for you guys so that I can give you the thing you know we can we can make excuses really easy yeah. guys you know yeah. and I'm and I'm and I'm king of it mm-hmm. um and and so I'm just checking myself um in this moment and saying quit doing that Obi you know yeah. I mean it's like you know quit you know it's 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 not what god calls me to do it's not the way he calls me to live and i've got to um you know thank thank you for bringing this up and 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 allowing me to check myself um because that's the first step the the first step is for me to recognize that i need to change some things now i'm going to go into some action plans to maybe set some things up where i'm not you know, going down that uh, hole of, you know, you know, I think the rabbit hole to this is we are created to be providers. I think biblically that's very clearly seen. You know, I look at Proverbs twenty one twenty five: the desire of the sluggard kills him for his hands refuse to labor. So we're not called to be bums. So we're called to work hard. We're called to provide. But you really, you go back and you look at, uh, let me find the verse here. I think it's Colossians where it basically says, whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord, not for men. Colossians 3, 23. 23 and 24, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as the reward you're serving the Lord Jesus Christ. So I think the best thing, you know, in this, because I what you're saying, Obi, I'm right there with you. It's not that we're not doing it for them, but what is the most important thing we should be doing for them? Yeah, we got to provide so that we can then pour into them. Because if we're bums and a sluggard, then we're sitting around available to them all the time because we're not working. Right. But we're struggling because they're not eating. You know, so I think there's this balance, and the Lord gives us uh, discretion. Our wives have it way better than us. So when they're banging on that pan ever so slightly louder, they're really, they typically, from my experience, have a better connection to Jesus that that is my opinion but it just seems like they get their relationship with the lord better and i think it's because they intuitively know what it means to love something more than themselves because yeah. they've birthed the child right they, they they provided for it for nine months yeah so we just gotta 
cue in on those. And I think that if a hundred men listen to this who are go-getters, a hundred of them would say, I know Jesus, I have a relationship with him if they do, and would say they felt the same thing that you just described, mm-hmm. you just described, and we just talked about because I feel it every day. Yeah. Yeah. We feel it, but we've got to, we've got to, uh, I, I just feel like we've got to recognize it and we've got to make that change. You know, yeah. yeah we got to take action in how we can handle it better. If it's taken away from our relationship with the Lord and how we lead our families, then it's a, it's a sin. It's a problem. There's yeah. a pastor, can't remember his name, but I remember reading this in the last couple of years. He said, just like us, driven go getter. And when he'd pull into the driveway, I don't remember if he stopped in the driveway or if he stopped before he got to the driveway. He would spend time with the Lord a couple minutes and Matt, say, I think it was Matt Chandler. That's exactly what it was. Yeah. You may have told that story before. Yeah. And, and really, it's a it's a good practice because he said I had to basically go, now this is where my impact for your kingdom through my children takes over. Right. Doesn't really matter how tired I am. Doesn't matter what I want to do now. Yeah. Well, what is covid created for a lot of people working from home so that you gotta get creative you know how do you separate now you know do you when i shut that office door is it now about everything else that's important i don't know it's so funny you mentioned that because uh, i was laying i was getting ready to get in my bed last night thinking about how matt chandler says that when you go to bed you should be like wrung out tired yeah because yeah. because not only did you just work you know your job and 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 you did it for the lord and you were working hard all day then you came home and you had to start the more important job mm-hmm. of of discipling and and just mm. feeding into your family loving your family and by the time you go to bed you should be just wrung out you, you know? know those times where you you lay down at night and you and Say you physically worked all day, and you lay down, and it's like, oh, yes, and you get super awesome sleep. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like, and, and, but last night I was, I, I was thinking, I didn't do anything since I got home. Yeah, I'm. I wonder if I'm even gonna sleep good. You know, like, yeah, I've been sitting in this chair over here, not doing anything. But you, but I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to, uh, I'm being hard on myself. Yes, I don't, I don't want people to think that you have to just go, 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 go all the time. Right. Like you can right. sit in that chair with your little boy beside you and, right. and read him a book or, or play with, uh, his red fire truck or what, you know what I'm saying? I'm telling you what I did yesterday was not, you know right. that. Okay. <laughs> I, I know it. Yeah. Uh, and, and I'm, and I'm okay. I'm, I agree. We've got, uh, you know, there's we got to be still. Rest. We got to be There's still. There's time sometime. for rest. There's time to be still. Uh, I, I wasn't. I wasn't doing that okay. yesterday. You're you're criticizing yourself, and I yeah, listen. You know, we've been there. Yeah. One thing I don't want to. It, there's so much good stuff that that brother David Dykes said in this sermon. One thing that really stuck out to me. He said, "A crowded heart is where the Lord is strangled. Too many activities choke out the good stuff." And worry is part of that too much stuff that chokes out the good stuff because when we have our attention on worry, we cannot have our attention on Lord because attention on worry means that we're, we're thinking about things that are outside of our control. Right. So the busier we are, the more that worry creeps in, 
that takes away from the good stuff, which is recognizing Jesus in every moment. Yeah. There you go. I've seen that too many times in my life. No, me too. <laughs> Fo- focus on the grace and the gratefulness and yep. and Lord and we 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 just get we get caught up in the in the business of life and mm-hmm. and and we all we all desire to uh to do great things and and not just for the Lord for our families. We all want it to be for the Lord, you yeah. know, but we desire to um you know to to do great things in this world. And God desires that for us. You know, we, he wants us to, to, to live great lives for him. Um, you know, and, and we can do that in business and in family and in all the different realms that we live in, but we are and the three of us and Sean, we're just absolutely guilty of biting off more than we can choose sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, it's just our, it, you know, we, we just, that's just the way we're wired. And, and so I think that we've got to recognize. Well, you can that. go back. You mentioned Courtney and been able to mm-hmm. just like have it, you know, spout off those verses. There's a reason. But if you spend time dedicating, prioritizing your walk with the Lord, seeking him, those things will become more obvious to you in the word. But what you will see as a man, and we've been speaking mainly to men right now, is there's flawed men all through the Bible that Jesus worked through yeah. through their flaws? Amen. Period. Yeah. Everywhere. Jacob, Paul, David, Peter. I mean, it doesn't stop. All of them. All of them. Because they were human. Mm-hmm. They were flawed. And I think that's the piece we miss so often in the Bible belt of America. Is it's like these feel good stories. No, these were flawed men who sinned. Yeah. That mm-hmm. Jesus still worked through. Yep. So that's a great place for us to always remember. We don't have an excuse. Nope. There are no excuses. We're saved by grace, and grace means that we're forgiven. And 100%. We have to understand that. And back to your last, the last uh, show, it, Simon Peter was a great example of that, understanding God's grace in our own life and being able to forgive ourselves the way that the Lord forgives us is really hard. Um. Mm. Anyways, oh, um, good stuff today. Yeah, appreciate you guys joining us. Uh, if you want to shoot us an email, if you got a topic you want to talk about or any any prayer requests, realuncomfortabletruth at gmail.com. If you want a t-shirt, leave. It's a kick the day in the face with a cool karate kid. Um, leave us a comment, and uh, I think the only way we really have to sell them right now is we can give you a Venmo and send some money to Um Go kick the day in the face. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Don't kick the day in the face yet. Subscribe, like, and share. Uh, It helps us reach more people for Jesus. Now kick the day in the face, (laughs) and we'll catch you on the next one.